Welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate's Top 10 podcast series. In these top, in these 10 minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing 2021-22 top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm your host, Jonathan Shine, CRE, CEO and Executive Director of the Real Estate Limited Partner Institute. Counselors of Real Estate are trusted advisors finding solutions to complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers, counselors practice in 20 countries and offer expertise in 50 real estate disciplines across all asset types and classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guests for this episode are Noah Schley's CRE Emeritus, president of Schley's & Company in Oak Park, Illinois, and Tom Shercliffe, CRE co-founder and principal of Intelligent Buildings in Charlotte, North Carolina. Noah and Tom co-authored the narrative supporting the number two issue of this year's compilation of top 10 issues affecting real estate, technology, acceleration, and innovation. To review all the issues, all of the issues in this year's report, visit CRE.org slash top 10. Welcome, Tom and Noah. Thank you. So Thank let's you. start. Look, you got it. It's nice to see you. So Noah, you know, we realize that change is hard and changes in technology are especially so. We've adopted, we've adapted more technology in the last year and a half than we probably normally would in five years. So what are the biggest challenges, especially those affecting real estate? Well, the overarching theme that we're seeing is what we call the golden age of the late adopter. Uh, I'm an early adopter and I was doing a lot of this stuff a long time ago, so it made it relatively routine. But those who were reluctant to take on the changes that technology could let them do were forced to do so in the last year. We saw remote work go up by two and a half or three times during uh, the pandemic, a 2.7 times increase in teleconferencing. These are people who are now experiencing some of the trauma that us early adopters went through five years ago, learning how to get a decent background going, how to get a proper environment for looking professional while in a home setting. For example, I just locked my puppy up uh, to keep it out of the podcast. Shopping online has gone nuts because it's been the only way to get anything. Uh, and that's a direct increase. Amazon's profits went up about threefold last year, but it's also an indirect increase in that we're buying different things. We're emphasizing different things. It's caused spikes in anything that drives a home improvement project. It's caused spikes in acquisition of uh, anything you can find information about online. Uh, and there have been some more dramatic changes uh, in the last year. For example, what we'll call cyborg work, collaboration between humans and robots. If you've ever been in an Amazon fulfillment center, you've seen that the employees essentially are there for their manual dexterity and their visual skills, but their picking patterns are dictated by software that shows them roughly where things are and asks them to finish the final job. We're also being asked as individuals to do things that used to be someone else's jobs, uh, providing our own checkout at the cash register, uh, being our own medical examiner at the other end of a telemedicine visit, uh, which went from about 43% of health centers using them in 2019 to 95% during the pandemic. We were encouraged by the existence of telemedicine and its availability. And frankly, we were afraid to go into the doctor's offices. 
Maybe Tom can add something to that in terms of changes in operating environments and in the working world. No, I think that's right. One moment, I just want our our audience to understand that no animals have been injured in the making of this podcast. And when you said you locked your dog dog up, it was actually on a nice big porch in Oak Park, Illinois. That's right. Actually, actually, actually better still in the sense of uh, teleworking. She's on a nice big porch uh, in Somesville, Maine. Okay, there you go. Good to know. So, Tom, come back in. Sorry about that. No, no worries. I've got a GPS collar on my dog, so I, the, the lockup is virtual. I just watch for it. Um, but uh, no, Noah touched on a lot of important things, and one of them he mentioned was the remote work, and that's really spawned a whole new category called hybrid work. And that, of course, has lots of real estate and technology implications. We all know about Zoom, of course. That's kind of a, an obvious uh, shift that was uh, maybe not five years, maybe a decade of speed in terms of how people are allowed to and do work remotely and get work done. But it's also an impact on um, office design, space management, um, you know, the the, the Field of co-working, which is sort of the uh, the WeWork type thing, uh, has again really expanded greatly into hybrid work now. So co-working is just a component of hybrid work. So there's technology uh, surrounding that. The other thing that uh, we have seen in our work is uh, in technology uh, legacy is uh, health and wellness and public health. That that all sounds maybe obvious, certainly from the public health perspective. But we're talking to a lot of folks in office buildings about uh, air quality sensors, tracking CO2 and, and, C- and carbon monoxide, things that you were aware of in the past, but now you just have a heightened sense of awareness of that aren't really uh, pandemic specifically related, but just this increased uh, emphasis on uh, a healthy place to work. Uh, also, even idea of how much outside air uh, per person now. It used to be the in, in office buildings, you're trying to really minimize that because it was an energy and sustainability issue. And now there's this uh, competing force, if you will, for that about you know more outside air is maybe considered healthier, even water safety and potable water and processed water. So I would I would summarize that by saying that in real estate, the hybrid work, health, wellness, and public health are having a tremendous impact in the technology that is required, but also in how we think about design and property management and other aspects of real estate. Well, Tom, you bring actually a good point before we get to another question is uh, the whole idea of health. You know, now that I go into this New York City buildings, someone at the at the front desk often takes my temperature. Do you see that there's a whole new retraining of management and health skills as we move forward? Yeah, well, that certainly gets into a lot of issues, including privacy and HIPAA and all these kind of things that we used to not think were a part of just walking in, into a building. Uh, but also, as I, as I said, Earl touched on earlier, it's going to speak to building technology and building automation. So when you walk in, unless for a minute you were talking about how the building will or won't let you in or wants to know about you. But the other side of this from an economic perspective is the tenants, and the occupants. I want to know about the building. And I want to know if it's uh, healthy and safe to go in the building. So uh, I think there's more uh, societal issues on being screened and there's more technology issues on the occupant evaluating if they want to go in and having the building tell them uh, if it's safe to go in, so to speak. Understood. And this brings us to another question that the pandemic has been a stress test, revealing vulnerabilities, acceleration of trends and the necessity for flexibility. Cybersecurity, supply chain issues, and price instability have been brought to the forefront. While some may say technology is sometimes part of the problem, more would say that technology is a bigger part of the solution. 
What's a timely example of technology being part of the greater good for commercial real estate? Well, I'll start with that one. And since you mentioned cybersecurity, there's uh, there's technology, uh, good and bad, if you will. And um, in the pandemic, uh, we saw a tremendous spike in, in hacking and phishing and ransomware and all these bad things that you, you hear about. Uh, but what's interesting in, in our line of work in dealing with uh, re- commercial real estate is that, uh, I'll give you one example, facility contractors were opening up phishing emails at twice, sorry, excuse me, at seven times the rate of the general public. Now, I'm not talking about the volume that was coming in. That was that was greater. But for some reason, facility technicians, when they got an email sort of indicating something to do with the building, they would just open it. Um, so, and, and just for the audience benefit, very briefly, I will say that when we think about cybersecurity, most people think importantly about credit card records, HR records, social security numbers. These are all very important things. But in real estate, uh, the technology issue around cybersecurity is it manifests themselves physically. The HVAC system is connected to the internet, the elevators, the parking, uh, the access control, all these kind of things. So, uh, when we talk about cybersecurity in commercial real estate, it becomes a physical uh, life safety safety, uh, ability to occupy the building, these kind of things. And so while technology uh, certainly causes a problem, it also can be uh, very much a part of the fix. We, there's, there's great technology to make buildings invisible to the internet, yet remotely accessible to the contractors. Uh, there's ways to audit and uh, technicians and verify systems have been backed up. So uh, I would say that uh, in, in cybersecurity part of your question, it's both uh, technology is both the problem and, and the fix. I would add to that uh, that a couple of social trends have emerged. When you subject a system to stress, you discover things that were important that didn't seem that important. Uh, we've seen tremendous failures and log jams in the last year in the Suez Canal, uh, in supply chains in general, in the postal service. And what we've learned is that reliability is not something that you can take for granted. Uh, My practice focuses on corporate real estate decision making. And the best change that has come out of the last year is that all the things that Tom and I care about are suddenly sexy. Reliability is very sexy. Resilience, ability to respond. Uh, Resilience, ability to respond uh, is now something you can get funding for. You can get systems put in place. And the second thing is that users have gotten educated as they've been forced to do everything online. Not only have they adopted how to do Zoom calls and conduct meetings and get things done in collaboration software, uh, but they have also come to expect things to be expressed certain ways. The adoption of business intelligence tools uh, that has come from daily checking of the progress of COVID through the population has meant that we now have a world of people who expect complex issues to be expressed that way. We won't be doing things the same way after this, and a lot of the things we'll be doing are better. And clarifying, you said the issues were sexy, not us, right? Uh, well, we're both terribly sexy because oh, I'm just going to say both. Are, I'm going to say both of you are just too sexy for your shirts. How's that? <laughs> and we'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Tom and Noah. There's no question technology has moved to the front of front of the line and now defines competitive competitiveness in all classes of property. 
All the top 2021, 20, 22 top 10 issues are highly interconnected and indicative, indicative of a changing and evolving real estate landscape. We're grateful for your knowledge and your contributions to this, this year's report. Join us next time for another discussion of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Jonathan Shine on behalf of the Councils of Real Estate. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Top 10 in 10.